been a while. It's got to seem like it does when we go live on Mondays. Like, hey, oh, well, yeah, hey. Oh, oh, oh. We just kind of, we just kind of pop in. Hey, hey. Yep. It's Monday. Mental Health Monday, back again, and uh, we're back again with Christine Mariello joining us for the third time. Third time. Fourth time, if you count when I was over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it's great to have you back. We, you know, of all the of all the guests we had this year, we figured we we needed to end the year with you uh, because you were you were our first guest, um, and I think you are. I think you still hold the record for most most times on the show. Uh, I think a few people have tried to come for your record, but <laughs> haven't, <laughs> haven't made it just yet. Not yet. Oh, but, well, thank you so much for having me back. It's always an honor and privilege. Oh, no problem. And so it's been a while since the last time you were here. It was probably about the halfway point of the year, I feel like. It was the last time we talked with you. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure a lot has happened. A lot has been going on. Um, So you want to tell us about uh, what you've been up to? Well, it's been a busy end of the year. Actually, I had uh, I was sharing with you a little bit. Just my personal journey kind of came to a halt. And I, I was sharing with a lot of people at the beginning that this last half of the year has been the second hardest time of my life. And the first was my struggle with PNES. The second mm-hmm. was this really bad car accident that I was in. Um, I got hit by um, somebody who was not paying attention, didn't see the traffic stopped. And I had a terrible concussion, um, still have the effects of it months later. I had neck and back damage and um, nerve damage in my right arm and hands. And so it was just very, very challenging. And it just like with PNES, it caused my entire life to shut down. I mean, there's nothing you could do. And mm-hmm. so I was having like little flashback moments saying like, oh, man, this is this really I remember this. But I didn't like that helplessness at the beginning. It was hard. It was really hard to be not be able to drive, not really. I mean, the concussion, I couldn't even read. I would look at words and it, my brain would instantly start to throb and hurt. So, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't move around. I couldn't do fine motor things. It was, it was really intense. And I realized I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like being back at that place. But it took a moment, um, you know, final reflection. I was like, okay, I'm not in the same place that I was. At that time, I was I was very much a loner. I had very few people um, mm-hmm. in my life at that time. And this time it was very different. I've worked really hard at my mental health. I mean, actually, not just my mental health, my overall health, my physical health, my spiritual health, um, my overall wellness. I've worked really, really hard. And it really showed by how many people, you know, are in my life who are healthy, who are part of a team, you know, in my life. And I had friends, I had a friend who loaned me a car for as long as I needed because my car got totaled. I had a friend who brought meals every single week. Somebody came and washed, I mean, not washed, cleaned my entire house. Somebody mowed my lawn. It was just like, it was this amazing outpouring that I didn't experience before. And again, it was just, you know, all that work to have that emotional wellness and have those types of people in my life, but it took work. (laughs) So it was nice to have that reflection say, okay, so it's very similar, but it's very different. It's very different. And there was still, there was so much gratitude in just even being in that position to say, if I wasn't in this position, 
I wouldn't know what all this love coming in would look like or feel like. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm, I'm, you know, pretty helpless here, I even have a sister, you know, who moved in and just helped take care because even the normal, same exact thing with PNES, I mm-hmm. couldn't do the day to day. I couldn't drive my kids to school or pick them up. I couldn't do all these things. And it was like, oh, the contrast. It was amazing. Yeah. It is amazing though. It's hard. Um, PNES is hard. And, you know, depending on whether or not you say, I'm, I'm going to fight this and I'm, you know, not going to stop until I'm done uh, or, you know, it's a car accident. It's the same thing. You have to fight it. You have to make that decision. So it's been a hard end of the year. <laughs> it it definitely like it. sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, was actually, before we started recording, I was sitting here talking to my friend Phil about, um, you know, just where I'm at in life right now, I've had a few moments of, uh, you know, feeling down about certain things and everything, but feeling that growth over the past year. And I do fall into the all or nothing mentality sometimes, uh, which is where I get very caught up and kind of get myself off course because I'm like, oh, well, I need to be doing this much. Um, And if I'm not doing this much, then I'm failing or something, you know, and uh, to look at where I'm at now and to see whenever certain circumstances get thrown my way um, and how I've handled that is the clearest thing to me of how different it is Mm -hmm. from even just, you know, a year ago um, and even bigger problems that have kind of been very prevalent throughout my life, how I handle a lot of those. I mean, I want to say from, the end of October through the majority of November, I I went probably like five or six weeks without a paycheck. And um, I know at one point in my life, I would have went nuts. Like I would have just started panicking and freaking out. And, um, you know, my mother, thankfully, was uh, very helpful d- during that that time period. And um, I, was, I was very grateful, but it just, again, showed me how much times have changed uh, because, you know, before I would lose my mind, be like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to make this money? What am I going to do? And instead, I just kind of remained calm and said, OK, here's what I'm going to need to do and just kept telling myself it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And so getting to the beginning of this month and being able to sit down and pay the majority of my bills for the month and, and getting back to where I was a couple months ago, you know, that turnaround time is so much shorter than it used to be, you know, of knowing, okay, if I just stick to these things, the tools that I have uh, to handle these situations, then the turnaround time is going to be a lot shorter and I can get back to my life essentially. Um, But yeah, it's definitely, I've had my struggles with it, with, with having changed so much uh, when it comes to certain things um, that I'm kind of, trying to get used to how that affects my relationships and everything, knowing what's healthier for me and what I have to do in my own life and, and kind of putting my foot down on certain things and how that can affect those, those relationships within my life. Other people who don't really get why I'm making certain decisions and stuff like that. And uh, still dealing with PNES uh, going to work was a big one uh, that I was very nervous about. Um, But luckily I got hired on at the movie theater which is, you know, a place that I love. And so I'm always happy to be there. I have a, a much different attitude towards work now as well. Um, 
but you know one of my first days there they tried training me on concessions and that set it off like that i mean i did not last very long in concessions before I, it just brought on a, a very negative reaction mm. um and so then i'll get hit a lot from people at work going why don't you ever work concessions you know and, and i don't really feel like explaining that whole thing to them uh i know one thing i started doing at one point this year that i realized wasn't as helpful as i thought <laughs> was i i didn't like getting into the whole explanation of pnes with people mm -hmm. so i just say oh i have an anxiety disorder and i figured that'd be short sweet to the point we could move on but then that created this other problem of people assuming that they knew what was going on with me because they're like oh yeah i deal with anxiety and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah but you know so then i had to explain myself <laughs> anyways so i was like okay well this backfired um, and so like, I took on a different job at work the other day and they started asking me like, well, what's the difference between doing this and doing this? And I'm like, I just know myself. I just know that I'm probably more likely to be okay in this position than in this position. Right. Um, and even then I don't even know that hundred percent, but I'm not going to know mm -hmm. until I try. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I can't do it until right. I know for a fact. Yeah. I, that's probably something I shouldn't do, yes. but yeah, it's definitely a know yourself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, and I applaud you for not wanting to explain yourself because you it's know, hard. Because I am a person hard. who I I always feel the need to explain myself with so many things. That's a a big challenge for me to stop that from happening. Right, I constantly just feel the need to explain myself and my actions when I know that in truth I don't need to do that. My cat is uh, decided she wanted to be part of the show. She did this two weeks ago. <laughs> she climbed up in the back of during an interview. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> nice little cameo appearance. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of growth and, and a lot of it's just uh, baby steps. You know, I've taken a lot of little baby steps and and when it comes to certain situations, then I see all of that immense amount of growth that has happened uh, rather than being like, oh, why, you know, we'll just use like summer camp as an example. Oh, why didn't we get all of summer camp done and out and finished and looking perfect and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, we've had to take a step back several times and say, look at what we did. You know, we did what we did is is not something that people usually do. We put together an entire scripted TV show in a matter of a few months by ourselves. You know, no money, yeah, no money, no resources. You know, hardly no. any team, and uh, but we still did it. You know, and and that alone was so much growth. I was rewatching some of our old videos this weekend, and just to see. You know, we, we've talked about it all year about how with doing the YouTube channel, we don't like to delete the, the worst of things because, yeah. you know, it's it's our progression chart. I mean, we can jump into our YouTube page and pick a point and, and see how we've grown yep. creatively, personally. Uh, and it's it's definitely a good feeling. Yes. Yes, it is. I know I laughed. I said to. Oh, my gosh. I've said so many times about about the YouTube uh, videos that at the beginning, there were some that I had to delete because I was confused watching them. And I mm -hmm. thought, <laughs> if I'm confused watching them, it, this has no value right. <laughs> to anybody. It wasn't just a, like, this sounds terrible, but it's a good message. It was like, what happened here? Like, <laughs> why did nobody tell me that this is really messed up? 
Um, but a lot of them, I mean, I, I would love to delete, you know, a, a three quarters of it, you know, until I'm really polished and I'm really good at right. what I'm doing. But that's terrible for people. I mm -hmm. mean, if you can't see, you know, the chronicle basically of your journey, then it just, then we're nothing better than the polished, you know, um, airbrushed images that get put out there that make oh, people yeah. feel terrible and yeah. self-conscious and not good enough. So it's like, we have to leave that out there. It's, yeah. it's mandatory. We have to leave that out there as much as we don't want to. So. <laughs> nice. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, you're. I see. I see you looking over at me. I know. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Well, hey, at least this guy's been talking more now recently than I used to." I know when we first started doing this, I'd just kind of just quietly sit up and listen to everybody. But um, now, the past year, like like he's saying, like we have, it, it's helped me a lot in life. Um, kind of explain my not not. I used to over explain myself to people, and mm -hmm. and and always try to do it in a way that would be like. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I don't want them to, to get upset. So I'm, I'm going to say this. And it was never, it would never come out the way I wanted it to or how I truly honestly felt inside. So over the year, you know, having Chase as a partner to be able to like, like he said, when we'd have our struggles, it's never like one of those things where it just crumbles apart because one or both of us are just like, nah, fuck it. Like we, I, he's somebody that I could hit up right now and be like, yeah, dude, I'm having second thoughts on doing that. Here's the reason why or anything um you know he could hit me up saying today's just a bad day i can't do the stream tonight okay man that's cool that's fine we'll do it tomorrow if you're feeling better mm -hmm. we'll do it next week it's just been one of those good things that you know mm -hmm. we do have a nice little squad built up now over here that that is that that support system that it's you don't you don't feel like i'm gonna let this person down or or fail like they're gonna think i'm a failure or something just by mm -hmm not being able to to be a human today or or whatever the cause may be we got each other's back and it's like nah dude that's fine we'll bounce back and you know we didn't get the summer camp out just like that on time and you know i'm sure there's plenty of two people groups out there that that would have just been disaster for and it would have <laughs> just been terrible but for me and me and him it's just been one of those things that's just like nah just like that we set out to do something that nobody else here is doing and it was just for us to do and now at the end of this we didn't even do it all the way that we wanted to do it, but we have a whole squad of people here now behind us that are, hey, actors that are, if you guys do something else, holler at us. We'll, we'll, we'll work in that. People mm -hmm. with the cameras and stuff. So, mm -hmm. like, we're, we're excited for this next year because yeah. it's like, well, now it's not just, hey, Chase, I'll film you, and then, Chase, you can film me. It's like <laughs> we can actually do stuff that it's the two of us <laughs> in <laughs> at once. That's awesome. That yeah, is so awesome. Yeah. So to see the growth and just like he's saying, to be able to sit there and watch it. And I've already had mine out there through my music and stuff. It's like me, you can hear me when I was a kid saying some dumb stuff. And, <laughs> and, and now I'm old and I'm like, ah, no, I don't agree with that at all. I don't know who thought that was cool, but it, it, it's about getting to watch that journey. Cause I'm, I'm a person. I like that when I really like an artist of whatever type, I want to see their entire journey up until the moment that I notice them. Mm. And you know, it's interesting to me. So I want to leave it all out there for people. Absolutely. I love what you said about, I, I really, really love and appreciate and recognize the struggle with not doing something all the way. Like you set up with a goal mm -hmm. and you don't get to the hundred percent mark. You get to the 78% mark. And, but then you stop. There was, I think it was last year or the year before 
somebody sent me a challenge, push-up challenge for um, veterans, I think for suicide among the veterans. And I started it, I think it was like 22 days. And uh, every day you add one. And I was like, I've never done, no, I take it back. You do that many for the whole time. So you do 22 every single day for 30 days, I think it was. And I got to the point, I think I stopped at like day 22. And I don't remember why, but there was that that temptation to judge myself really harshly. Mm-hmm. But I started something knowing full well that I don't do push-ups. Like right. I, I didn't even know. I mean, my first ones, I put them up on Facebook and I shared them publicly. And my first ones were leaning up against the couch. And so I was not on the floor at that point, but I got like five days in and finally I was on the floor. And when I got a few more days in and I was like, okay, I'm really tired or whatever the situation was, I got my kids to participate. I'm like, okay, you do it. We'll just count it off and we'll, you know, we'll split this up. And so it was just creative and, but it was, it was still challenging not Mm -hmm. to look back and say, I didn't complete the 30 days, but the celebration of like, oh my gosh, I did 22 days of pushups for awareness of, you know, suicides within, um, within the military. That's an amazing feat. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, goals are yep. there for a reason, but it doesn't mean that every day that you succeed in doing that goal, that's not a success on its very own. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to oh, recognize yeah. that. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that you are celebrating what you did. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. that's one of the things we've talked about too, has been in the fact that, uh, you know, like how much we've learned over doing that. And, and so like, it's like, it's not a failure that, that we didn't hit it a hundred percent to our satisfaction, what was in our brains when we set up to, to do this series. It's like, but like, hell, I know me and him at one point before we even started filming go, you know, it's a good possibility that we're going to have to play all these characters in this <laughs> ourselves. You know? yeah. And like, so I, you know, we went full on knowing like nobody might be on board with this. Everybody might read our scripts and, you know, think this is silly. I don't want to do this and I'm mm-hmm. not getting paid. So to, to be able to sit back even right now and watch six episodes, probably like two hours worth of stuff and mm-hmm. be like, yo, uh, th- we did that. Okay. That's right. it. And like, yeah. we, we have the ending. It's like, it's not like we're never going to put, put out the finish. Like it's going to get finished, but we just, we just, we're not we're not bound and constricted to NBC guidelines right now. We right. can put we can put our ending out a year from now if we feel like it. <laughs> Which is a conversation that we've had with ourselves multiple times over the years, and I'm sure we are going to continue to have <laughs> moving forward. Of you know, every now and then when we get really stressed out about things, we have to remind ourselves that there is no boss above us. We are chasing Chef. We we are the ceiling. Um, so we're not answering to anybody. So the only people we have to worry about, uh, you know, is us. And so mm. we, we get to make those calls, you know, uh, if we want to change the the release date on something, that was only our goal yes. to make. So the only person we're going to disappoint is us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, doing, you know, we, we had such grander ideas to begin with, but we also knew, you know, this might not happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, it was definitely a dream. We just shot high and then just worked with what we had from there. And, you know, even then, like you said, we, we have the last two episodes almost completely finished. They're all filmed and pretty much ready to go. There's just a few things that we haven't been able to get to because life happens. 
Uh, and it was one of those things where we had to step back and say, yeah, we did six episodes already. Uh, That's pretty, so cool. we, we, we essentially made a, a over a two hour long movie uh, over the course of a few months. And, yeah. you know, it's, it was impressive to us. I even said to somebody the other day, I said, I don't care if anybody else likes this. <laughs> you know, I am impressed with ourselves. And I just need the one person to see it that says, hey, if we gave these guys money, I could see what they, they could do. Mm -hmm. And I, I I see our own growth there, and, and that's all that matters. So we're excited for next year to take everything that we learned from that experience and, and put it into the next thing and let that be even better than summer camp was. That's awesome. That is yeah, so awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of how I've always went with goals because eventually, you know, like I, I am one of those people, you don't really hit 100%, but eventually if you keep taking the lessons you're learning and applying them mm -hmm. to that next goal and taking them and applying them, you're going to eventually start hitting 100% because, yeah. you know, you're unless you're your own person stopping you from that. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. Well, yeah. you know, you could use like uh, – like old school video games as an example you know just the well oh if you've if you've played the level enough times you know exactly what you're doing and you can right. just zip through it 100 the level no yeah. problem uh but you're gonna have to lose a few times in order to learn oh, yeah. all the, all the where, you, where you need to jump where you need to duck mm -hmm. where you need to do this yeah. uh or there's the flip side and you get frustrated and you just never play the game again so <laughs> i mean you just might find out that it's not the game for you and yeah, exactly. you know it's a game that you like which is also something i had to kind of have a conversation with myself about this year you know for mm -hmm. so long i've told myself i wanted to be a filmmaker this is my dream and then you know to get to this year where we are actually doing it and and wow. being more involved with such a thing you know some of the realities of the the fantasy of being a filmmaker sort of coming to light and i had to face those fantasies mm -hmm. I, I i had to say you know is this really what i want is this really what i want to do because you know yes there's all of the fun stuff that we usually think about that comes with storytelling and filmmaking and everything but then there's a lot there's a lot of work that goes into it and there's a lot of things that uh you know we we don't necessarily want to have to do you know i know some youtubers bending over backwards to appease their fan base and stuff and mm. you know we we like our show because we do it for us at the end of the day and you know we like helping other people we like bringing joy to other people but i never want to get to a point where we're just doing things to appease other people to to pander to an mm. audience uh, i have no interest in in doing that kind of stuff um, and that was something, you know, I had to kind of ask myself moving forward, you know, do I really want to work for big studios or am I okay just at this level for the rest of my life? Yeah, no selling out. <laughs> big time, no selling out. That was one thing. Even before I was doing the YouTube videos, but I started looking at, um, I, I started looking at these organizations, these bigger organizations, which re represented mental health. Mm -hmm. And it was really heartbreaking because if you dug just a little bit, you saw who was financing these individuals who were on a board, the decision makers. And they were, they were um, pharmaceutical companies. That, I mean, they were always a pharmaceutical company and it was just heartbreaking. And of course there was, you know, some story of, of you know, there's investigations into, and I just thought, this is terrible. <laughs> this is absolutely terrible. And I'm sure it must be very tempting. But you know what? I think that we may have a benefit where we're starting 
where it's, we're not doing it for anybody else. We're doing it for the one. So we can mm -hmm. keep that one in our view and our focus and say, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't aligning with my goals and my purpose. And I don't know. I mean, it, even for individuals who are watching this, I remember um, this might be beneficial to you too, but um, I remember learning about making a mission statement and a vision statement, not just for your company, but for your life. And the benefit of making these, uh, like writing them out as far as like what I stand for, what I will do, what I won't do, mm -hmm. is that you have this matrix, so to speak, uh, that you can bounce every decision that you're going to make based off of, well, does this align with my vision? This, does this align with my mission? And if it doesn't, you know, if, if my vision is about being authentic and real and coming from a place of, you know, pure heart. Um, then aligning with somebody who their motives are very different, mm -hmm. that's an automatic no. But a lot of us, you know, that temptation to align, it clouds our judgment. So having something written out where you just get in the habit of saying like, you know, does being on this show, you know, does this align with my purposes and, mm -hmm. and my vision and mission? Um, and it's just really good. No matter what level you're at, you don't need to have your own show. It, these are decisions that you make in everyday life, even mm -hmm. in response to, you know, is this a good person to align with, you know, even as a friend, well, what are their, you know, what do they stand for? Um, does it align or contradict with what do I stand for? And I mean, these are really, really important skills. So mm -hmm. I love, you know, this whole stand of do not sell out. I love where we're coming from, where we're not doing this out of buckets of money. We're doing this out of a passion and a desire to help people. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of helps us keep it in alignment. Like that's where we mm -hmm. want to stay. Yeah, we, we know we're going off course when we have to start asking ourselves, are we having fun? You know, are we enjoying ourselves and what we're doing? Mm -hmm. Or are we just incredibly stressed out right now? And uh, we definitely hit that point a few times this year. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's not to say there won't be more stresses in the future. But I think, you know, we're getting to the point, as we've said before, year one of Chase and Shep was just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what it'd stick. <laughs> and I definitely think going into the second year, we kind of have a better idea of what works and what stresses us out, what's a bit too much. And so we can go into that second year kind of alleviating a little bit of that that stress. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, just not selling out, just having your, uh, just your stance on life, you know, and, and kind of sticking to that uh, in, your, in your character. And uh, I know a big thing for me recently, I, I mean, I, pretty much my whole life have just been a hopeless romantic and you know i always look into be in love with somebody and after the last few breakups in my life that had such big impacts on me the very last one two years ago did it in for me and after mm -hmm. that i was like i can't keep doing the same things over and over and over again so I, you know even though i'll talk to friends and and complain about oh i've been single for over two years like it's it, it's self-inflicted you know and and i don't mind it i know why i've been single for two years and it's because mm -hmm. i what you said about aligning myself with certain people you know before i would meet somebody who i would like them i would enjoy spending time with them 
And if they liked me back in my head, I would start formulating ways to, okay, how do I make this work as a relationship rather than asking myself, should we make this a relationship or should we keep it as it is? Mm -hmm. And I find myself doing that a lot more often lately. Uh, and it's it gets mixed results where it's like at first people are a little upset when I'm so direct with them and being like, I don't want a relationship, you know, and here's why. But once we get past that awkward initial conversation, uh, I, I feel like all, all the people I've had that conversation with tend to end up respecting it because, you know, we just bypassed a lot of hurt uh, that would have happened otherwise. And it's mm -hmm. like, I've been there. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to inflict it on anybody. Right. I know they feel the same way about it. So let's just have a hard conversation, you know, mm -hmm. about, you know, do you really like me? Because I, I, you know, I had to ask somebody recently, you know, why do you think we would make a good couple? And she responded by saying nice things about me, which, you know, in my head, I already thought she likes the idea of me, but I don't think she is thinking about the reality of us as a couple. Mm -hmm. And so when she said all those nice things about me, it was very nice to hear, but it kind of just reaffirmed what I thought of, okay, you like this idea of me as a person, but would we make a good couple? You know, mm -hmm. down the line, is this going to be the best thing for us? Or should we keep what we have now instead of throwing that away to make something work because we feel like we have to? Mm -hmm. And uh, I definitely tried not to do that anymore. I, I try not to do things because I feel like I have to do this, you know. Uh, you just have to look ahead and sometimes behind. You got to look behind sometimes too at the things that have already happened and think to yourself, am I about to do the same thing I always do? Mm -hmm. And we talk about it a lot on the show about just learning those lessons of the past. I love that because if you, if you're a navigator or, you know, you're traveling and you go one degree off, you end up in a completely different destination. So just as in life, you make one change in your life and your the destination now is going to be different. And the beautiful thing is on if you're in a growth path, a personal growth path, then you're going to continue to do these little, little steps. And it's going to be so different from where you started when you began that journey. It's I love that. I love that. Mm. Yeah, and it's definitely, I've had to remove myself from the all or nothing mentality uh, especially, you know, in the past couple of months of seeing all of this growth that has happened in the past few years, just in this year alone, and knowing that if I continue at the rate I'm going, I will eventually become the person I'm trying to become. You know, I'm not going to become perfect overnight. I'm not going to become, you know, just the Zen enlightened person all in one go. It's going to take some time and there's always going to be those hardships. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, like, like I said earlier, every time you hit that hardship, you're going to, that's where you're going to be able to measure that growth just based off of the way you handle it. That's all right. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's one, right. You're right. <laughs> My, um, well, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, uh, but over there, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Um, of just being honest and, and, you know, some people don't like the directness when you're going in on, on circumstances mm -hmm. like that. But I mean, I'm a, a few years older than you too. So I've already been on that journey of just being direct with people. Cause it's like, I'm old enough that I'm try not trying to waste time here mm -hmm. or, or do anything, but you know, the person like, I, I don't know, man, I lost my train of thought. Did you say that you're <laughs> older than both of us? Or are you talking about him? I think yeah. about me. 
Oh, it's good. I'm like, I don't think that you're older than me. <laughs> I'm 34. That's not too old, but it, I mean, it's old enough that I'm not, I ain't Lift trying to waste time. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it just, is a hard thing though. It is. I mean, I appreciate what both of you are saying because here's the thing is a lot of people, I go back time and time again, I talk about the, this book boundaries and yeah. about understanding character discernment. Right. And not just, I think so many people, you know, have a rough time with, um, you know, rejecting somebody from your life because you've done this, you've seen this already. You're picking up clues of something that you've seen or done in the past. And you're like, I don't want to take that ride again. Mm -hmm. And it's so mm -hmm. important, but a lot of us battle with like, oh, I don't want to hurt this person. But the thing is, just as we're all talking about how the hardships help us, hardships will help other people too yeah. Oh yeah. i mean that's what they're there for it's really to help us to grow as characters and if we're trying to prevent people from being in pain one we're being a little controlling and two we're stopping their growth so mm -hmm. if we're you know if we can't be honest about it but it is hard i don't want to say that it's not hard because we are saying you know this isn't going to work out and this is mm -hmm. you know this is why um but just sticking with our guns on on like I said, I don't want to go in this roller coaster again. I already know right. what it's like and it doesn't end well. And so mm -hmm. but I'm proud of you both for, for, you know, coming to those hard conversations and keep plowing through and saying, no, that's not what it's going to be like. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about it before. We may, we may have even talked about it with you before when you've been on the show of, you know, I feel like people get confused when it comes to confronting people. Uh, like they think it has to be from a negative place and it, mm. and it doesn't. We just were talking the other day about how, you know, anytime that I know that I'm being an asshole to somebody, I know that it's coming from a good place. You know, I, I know they, they might, it might not like it, but I know that it's not coming from a, a detrimental place. You're not trying to you hurt know? anyone. Exactly. I, I am, I am only trying to, benefit the other person by saying hey you you might need to hear this you know and if that and if, that, and if that's too much you know like I, i've always been that kind of friend who you know i especially my best friend who was running around here earlier you know i i had to hit a point with him where i realized that um i was keeping him from his own growth you know by helping him out and and trying to prevent his pain and stuff yeah. uh and eventually i finally had to say you know what i think you need to move out I think you need to go and, and make your own mistakes and, and, you know, it's, it's sink or swim time, buddy. And then he's grown a, a ton in the two years since, and he, he wouldn't have been able to have that growth if I continued to keep that, that pain at bay, you know? Um, and, and that's a, you know, I'm not even keeping the pain at bay. I mean, he's, he's still dealing with all of this pain, mm -hmm. but you know, he, he needed to get out there and learn how to deal with that pain. Uh, rather than just sit in it and have me prevent him from, you know, hitting his own rock bottom so that he could start his upswing. Yes. But yeah, it, it can it can be hard. It can be very hard to, you know, to tell. So I had a buddy the other day who came over and was telling me some stuff that he was upset about. And I just sat there and I listened. Uh, but, you know, the truth, the truth was, as I was listening to all of the conversation to be had, with him about some of the things that he was doing. And, you know, it's not something that you necessarily want to hear when it's like, Hey, I'm sad about this thing. And for your buddy to go, you might be part of the problem. You know, you need to look at this because for me, if I'm 
considering myself to be your friend and I don't tell you this part, the, the hard part, you know, if I don't tell you who is going to tell you, you know, mm -hmm. I'm your friend, I'm your close friend. I should let you know, Hey, you're, you're holding yourself back here. I need to let you know this bit of information. What you do with this information is on you. I don't care past that point, but it is my job as your friend to let you know that, you know, maybe you need to take a look at yourself in this scenario if you ever want to improve this because i see that you end up in the same situation over and over and over again and there may be a reason for that mm -hmm. you know so as your friend here's what it could be what you choose to do with that information past that point is on you so mm -hmm. gotta have those hard conversations okay. i vibe with that you definitely do and it never comes from a place of you know, you're not just saying that to hurt them or break them down. You're only saying that because right. you care about them and you want them to get better. So it's like, this is from my perspective. This is what I'm seeing. And mm -hmm. sometimes that outside set of eyes on the situation does help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially, you know, what I find um, the easiest way is by sharing something that was very humbling for me. And, uh, you know, I'll start with that. It's like, listen, mm -hmm. I've I've been in situations where, you know, I made a decision and I thought it was the right thing, but obviously my motives were wrong about how I made the decision. And, you know, when I'm looking at this, I mean, it's just really important to show, like, I'm not looking down on you. In fact, I have made so many mistakes. I have a whole YouTube channel. On it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. There's so much material. Um, but it, it's just really important, I think, to be humble you know, when you're presenting something, you know, if you come from a, and you do this wrong and, and I, I don't see it in either, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. If, if, um, if people are questioning like, well, how do I even do that? You know, this person is doing this. Well, can you relate to them in any mm -hmm. respect? You know, can you say, you know, I, I was in a hard situation and I realized that I had a part in it. I was in a bad relationship and I realized that I had a part in it. And, you know, it's just, we're never faultless. I mean, there are a few times in our life or a few events in people's lives where they're truly 100% no part of it. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there are a few circumstances like that, but there are the vast majority, we, there is a part in it, you know, whether it is that you stayed in the relationship or mm -hmm. you prevented the person from, you know, going through painful situations. It's just, you know, it's, that's the important part is to learn and grow from it. You know, where, where did I, where did I contribute to this? You know, mm -hmm. how, how can I learn so that if I go back and one thing that I say to a lot of people is if I go back and change it, how could I do it better? Right. So it's not about like, Oh, I should have, I should have, but in more of a positive way, just kind of changing the perspective saying, how could I do that even better? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I know that there are some things that I could improve on. So what, what are those things that I could improve of just to keep us from beating ourselves up? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Shep and I both have uh, talked about it before of just being the kind of people that when we leave a relationship, we think a lot about what we may have done uh, as opposed to the other person. It's like, yes, yeah, we could go on a, just a laundry list of things the other person oh, yeah. did all day long, but what good does that do us at, at the end of the day? Whereas, you know, we look inward and and we realize, okay, here's, here are the things that I did in this relationship that probably weren't the best and that I could change in the future to maybe avoid these other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. There's a long list <laughs> for me. I know there was a long list. 
goodness. Yeah, we always preach the self-reflecting a lot because I, I find more I find more in that than because you know a lot like the saying goes that a lot of people's actions are or the problems they're dealing with themselves. So especially when it comes to relationships, uh, like I was only in one this past year. So so looking when I was looking back at that, it was more reflecting on my actions, how I reacted to situations or handled situations or didn't handle situations. And if I liked that about myself or didn't, uh, you know, ways that I could change that or improve it. So if, you know, I do get into a relationship in the future, I don't go down those same paths or make those same wrong choices. So there's a lot that can come uh, just looking at yourself, I feel like personally to me i I find you know more of a lesson in that than if i just harped in on you know that person was wrong 100 percent, and what did they do wrong and they messed up and i'm fine it's on them i I feel like you're just going to be dead in the water at that point yeah and it's just a sign of our immaturity it doesn't mean you know that we're bad people it's just that we're lacking in our maturity because i i know there were a lot of relationships in the past where i could list everything that they did wrong but the thing was I had blinders on. I never saw mm-hmm. what I did. I mean, th- there are two people in the relationship, but the farther I got away from it and the more I realized, um, and I, you know, there were some hard walls. PNES was one of them. It's like, oh, okay. I guess I had some parts in this <laughs> and I had to go back in order to mm-hmm. heal. I had to go back. And it was such a beautiful journey of, of self-discovery. And I, I, I do say, you know, with some caution that if you tend to take ownership of everything, like it's really important to just say, there are things that the other person did, you know, and I'm just going to leave that with that person. That's it's their job for reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I noticed for myself, I actually let everyone off the hook and I forgot to do that for myself. So I forgave everyone but then it was like, oh, I'm such a horrible person. Da, da, da. It's like, oh, wait, I'm missing the very vital point. I have to forgive myself. I have to mm-hmm. let myself off the hook so that I can move forward. You know, instead of bringing like this, um, you know, the old bull, ball and chain, you know, mm-hmm. just bringing this pile of stuff with me that is not helpful. And it just makes me feel shameful and, you know, brings new people that are very reflective of the old people mm-hmm. <laughs> that were in my life. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm with both of you. I'm I'm intentionally not in a relationship because to be honest, I've set my standards so high and not not like um unrealistically high, mm-hmm. but at a level that I'm not going to compromise. And I know in order to um to meet somebody like that and have them be interested in somebody like me, I need to be the healthiest whole person that I can be. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm at a standstill. I'm like, I'm totally fine being single because I'm not willing to compromise. I'm not compromising anymore in life. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at as well. Is just, I, I know what it is that I want and I know that, you know, if that's what I want, the best way to go about it is to continue to focus on myself and to better myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I know there are still things that I'm working on that I need to take care of, uh, you know, in my own personal life that, you know, if I can't take care of those things on my own, you know, how's that going to affect a relationship? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I also just am at a point where I don't want to compromise. You know, I know what I want. I know what I don't want at this point. And uh, you know, like you said, it's not unrealistic expectations by any means. 
but uh, I've definitely been a lot more hands-off when it comes to relationships now. It's just like, if it's going to happen, it will happen. If it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not trying so hard to make something happen. And the, the hopeless romantic in me that's been there my whole life striving for that, you know, it's not to say I'm not still a hopeless romantic, but I, I know how to dial it back now. I'm not trying so hard for that. I'm just, you know, putting my faith in it'll come my way. The right thing will come my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will. It will. And it's due time, my man. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, that I mean, that's just how I've been the, the whole year, it seems like. I mean, we've been staying busy as it is. Mm-hmm. And and when I tried the one relationship, it was one of those because it wasn't on the apps and all that shit these days. It was just in person. And, and mm-hmm. one thing led to another. And it's like, yeah, I dig you. You dig me. Fine. Let's try it. And man, the stress that came along with that, even still to try to maintain all the friendships, mm-hmm. you know, all the extracurriculars that I'm doing here with streaming music, this and that. Mm-hmm. And, and then now I've got this extra person here that I've got to remember her thoughts and feelings and, mm-hmm. and likes and dislikes. And she wants to live a life too, and might want to go on trips and this and that, and, you know, and it's just so stressful that to me, it was like, you know, I'm 34. I'm very content with where I'm at in life right now. Um, I had one of those thoughts with myself is like, I've seen plenty of older people by themselves, you know, maybe this is just what happened. Maybe you hit a point where you're like, I just don't need that. I've had that plenty <laughs> back in the past and I, you know, I'm good. Uh, and you know, like I love it. Cause, uh, I hang out with my grandfather. He just turned 85 this year and I was hanging out with him the other day and we were both saying the same thing back and forth to each other. Cause ever since my grandmother passed away, you know, he, he's out there and there's a lot of older people out there. So he, he talks about this this lady that'll always come by in the summer and be like, come on, let's go get a, a cheeseburger or something. And he just like, now he's like, I just close my garage and I go inside and I say, I'll cook one in here. He's like, cause I, I know where that goes. He's like, I know exactly where that goes. And he's like, I don't want, he's like, I'm working on machines. I'm doing my thing. I don't want somebody to come in here and start nagging and telling me to do this, do that. And I can't do this anymore. And he's like, just happy. I'm content. And it's like, I'm right there with you, man. I'm very content with where I'm at. You know, I've got my son, he's a teenager now. And it's like, I just, the goals over the year, the goals have shifted so much for me that it's like, nah, the stuff that I need or want to do in life for me, it would be so much less stressful and easier on all parties. If I just go about that myself, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think everybody here is probably if we had a partner, right? But a partner would have to be an equal match, not the mm-hmm. same exact person, but somebody that is compatible mm-hmm. with, you know, so it's not like it don't get me wrong, if you add somebody into your life, it's always going to cause an upset, right? Right. You're going to have to shave away time that is usually given somewhere else to this new person. But if they are a value, if they're a benefit to your life, to your kids' lives, my kids' lives, and you know, my situation, um, then that is worth the sacrifice because that's what love is, right? Love is all about sacrifice. I mean, it's a beautiful sacrifice. So I'm, I'm not against, um, I'm oh. definitely not against relationship or against mm-hmm. love. And I don't right. think either of you are either, but it's just, 
you know, our standards are high and, and yeah. not like this. I don't know. I've heard so many terrible stories in this generation of, of lowering the standards. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> know who you are. Know that you have value. Don't lower the standards. Well, cause you might not realize it, you know, in two or three months, it might take you 10 years to realize like you made a mistake by lowering those standards. And now, you know, a decade later, you're in a marriage or wherever with somebody. <laughs> and it's like, man, if I would have just, I realized this 10 years ago, if I would have stuck to my guns, then you know, there's 10, 10 years you would have had. And no, I mean, it's the same, like with my past relationship, it was kind of the same. Like, that's why we took a little break over the summer of right before we were filming summer camp and stuff. Cause you know, I communicated over to him just that like, yo, I like this girl. I, I, I want to figure out how to balance all this. I want to build this bond with her to where I can go off and be doing this or have a week where I don't, you know, two, three weeks or you're going to see me once or twice over those two, three weeks. And there's no anxieties there of, well, maybe she'll go find somebody else. Maybe I'll go find somebody else. And now we're arguing stupid arguments just because we're stressed for dumb reasons. So mm-hmm. I, you know, if, if, if somebody's worth it, definitely for sure. But yeah, I ain't going out of my way thing. to find it this, these days. What I'm saying, like, you ain't catching me on all the apps out there. Hey, and DNs and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And that's definitely something, you know, like you said, goals have shifted over the year. And, you know, this, this year was the first year of my life where I, I genuinely lived the life that I wanted to, as far as being a creative goes. I mean, I've talked my whole life about making movies and, and doing this sort of stuff. And, and 2020, I kind of dipped my toes in the, in the water there. And, uh, but 2021, we just went in on it we we just went for it and now here we are at one year of doing the show which is a a monumental thing for myself to have been doing something for that long continuously uh and with no signs of stopping anytime soon and you know now when people want to get into a relationship i do feel that you know for me, if I if I really care enough to to sacrifice for that person, I'm gonna be like, yeah, let's make plans, let's do this, let's do that, let me set aside this time. But I keep finding myself wanting to spend more time doing other things than spending time with these people who are, oh, I I, I like you, and that to me just tells me, okay, maybe this isn't the path mm-hmm. I need to go down. Maybe I should continue to mm-hmm. focus on my on my work instead, uh, because you know. As you're saying as well, finding somebody who's supportive, who who clicks uh, in in that way. You know, we don't have to be identical people by any means, but you know, in in my mind, my my person is going to want to do these things as well. As far as the the creative side of things, they they will recognize how important this is to me, and be supportive of that. Whether they are involved with it or not, you know, they will be understanding that this does take up a lot of time. You know, this is a very time-consuming career path, um, and we we would make it work. You know, and and it's just all those things have kind of come to light recently of of what is important, what is not important in my life. Just prioritizing, I suppose. But yeah, awesome. Interesting twist on our conversation. I know. Didn't didn't know they'd be getting that Valentine's uh, stream so early. I know. Well, then everybody on on the Mental Health Monday keeps telling me to do the relationship thing after dark. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> send, in, send in your love questions to Shep. Well, you know, it's funny because now the holidays is 
is a very lonely time for people. Mm -hmm. And having this conversation is really pertinent because we can be intentionally single. Like we're mm -hmm. all intentionally single and we're intentionally single for purpose, mm -hmm. right? So just even, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that our life goals, just the same way as I was talking about the mission statement, vision statement, you know, the person on my list is going to fit in that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, oh, I have to erase this and oh boy, this doesn't align. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I won't compromise some things, you know, as far as right. uh, what's convenient, you know, for me, because that's again, you know, it's sacrificial, but you know, during the holidays, it can be a lonely time if you are not intentionally single. So I think mm -hmm. it is a very pertinent conversation for today. So definitely, let's talk about what we did. You know, like what are our go-tos when we're feeling lonely during the holidays? Have you guys ever had that? Um, well, I'm still having that. I'm still, <laughs> that's, that's been a big struggle of mine, uh, mm -hmm. not just during the holidays, but the past couple of years. Um, I'm thrilled to have Phil back because especially after he moved out, you know, like I went through my breakup at the end of 2019 and then he pretty much moved in a few weeks later and was there for like eight months. So I never fully got to have that sense of loneliness because I still had somebody in my house with me. But then after he moved out, it was just a very quick downhill thing where that loneliness, that sense of loneliness just got stronger and stronger. And I've definitely been feeling it very heavily the past like two months. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I've, you know, in keeping with character that is very important to me is not succumbing to that loneliness mm -hmm. uh, because that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier where the things get messy, <laughs> things get messy quick. And, you know, it's like, yes, there might be somebody who's, who's interested in me and might want to do this, that, and the other. Um, but if I don't see a relationship happening, I'm not the kind of person who's willing to to do other things with them because then things are just going to get messy and complicated and that's just not the place I'm in right now but I do get the the struggle of loneliness and 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 wanting to succumb to that and think oh well this person's interested so I can keep them around and I can have somebody to snuggle with during the holidays and all this but ultimately it's not going anywhere and at the end of that road is just heartbreak for somebody if not both of you and so it doesn't matter <laughs> just being mindful, you know, and not getting into a situation that's going to hurt multiple people. Yeah. That's really good. What about you, chef? Um, so like uh, I, a year ago, last Christmas would have been like the season that that all hit for me that I was feeling mm -hmm. like, dang, you know, there's a lot of friends not really doing much, uh, cause mm -hmm. COVID and all that stuff. Um, and that's when, you know, you go watch all the holiday movies. I try. I was trying to watch the movies from like childhood and it's like home alone and all that stuff. And it's like families, all this and that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that their families aren't even around for the holidays. And I was like, man, yeah. so where I found my comfort, which was what started this whole chase and chef thing was watching. I was like, I love horror movies. So I'd rather watch horror movies with the Christmas twist. So at least, you know, here's this beautiful, oh, here's the Hallmark family. And then just all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and you're like, all right, okay, I can get in. I can get in with this spirit. Um, oh, <laughs> but like uh, this year has been one that is, it's been different because um, 
you know, over the course of the year, we've we've gained friends that actually now they want to. They're like, well, I bought you Christmas gifts, and I'm like, well, God, yeah. why'd you do that? Now I have to buy you Christmas gifts. Like, I'm not used to this. So. No arrangement. <laughs> no, no, and it's like nah. and they're like, no, you don't have to do that. I buy you a gift because I want to, and it's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna buy you a gift now, and it's uh, so I'm excited for that because it's it's been the first time since I can even remember that I've had a group of friends that, that were like that with one another and wanting mm -hmm. to do stuff like that. So even though um, like right now with COVID, my family's Christmas is getting pushed back. Cause I had a couple family members come down with COVID and stuff and we're just trying to be safe. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know that was back on Thanksgiving and now it's Christmas. We'll, we'll just wait it out. Um, so having that, that, that group of friends now that, that, you know, over the course of the year, being open, being honest, going out, showing our lives now on the internet more so because I've kind of been on Snapchat. I was always like this and that, but I've tried to be a little private as I could in life. Mm -hmm. um, it's gained this group of friends that now it's like the spirit, you know, the, the holidays are stressful, but, but good still. Cause I got something to look forward to, but I've always, you know, I've always had my son though too. So I've always mm -hmm. had, you know, some reason to be excited and happy and, and get gifts and, and go all out for somebody. Uh, so I do think that that was like the blessing for me is, you know, having him at such a young age is like a lot of this, you know, depression through the holidays and stuff, even if I didn't, wasn't around my family or anything, just never really sunk in. Cause I was always more worried about, let me make sure the Christmas is baller for him. Like I remembered when I was a kid uh, type of thing. So that, that's usually, I mean, that's usually what I try to do. And then on top of that, it's just, I, I just, this time of year, you run into a lot of people that are in terrible moods. So uh, the, the way that I go about my way to do it is to try to just be overly respectful and nice to everybody out in public that I'm seeing and, mm -hmm. and, and, and have that bit of relief that they see of somebody that is like, I get it. I, you know, I, I've been there. I get it. And they're just like, thank mm. you, thank you. <laughs> it's, like, no, yeah. it's all good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. think for me, back in, um, my gosh, back in my lonelier days, I'll call them, um, I didn't know what to do with myself. And so um, I was struggling a lot. My brother had committed suicide and the holidays were always hard because that was a very painful mm -hmm. reminder that he wasn't here anymore. And so it's been 15 years at this point. And, but I remember that I did not want to throw, be thrown into the pits of depression, which I, at that time was so easy to do. Uh, so I thought about how I could honor him. And what kept coming up was like, so learn to serve other people, you know, to honor him, like, honor him by serving other people. And so I remember different occasions, um, going to feed the homeless or just even making a video on the holiday mm -hmm. uh, in his honor. There are just a lot of things. And so I, like you said, Shep, it's, there's a lot of people not in great ways. And if, you know, if you are alone, I'm telling you, Doing nice things for other people is very selfish <laughs> because what you get in return mm -hmm. is incredible. Like it's so, it's not an even exchange, I promise you. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's just thinking about, you know, these anonymous, um, you know, like sending greetings to people, just get like a stack. I don't know if you guys have Dollar Tree, mm -hmm. but you know, we have Dollar Tree and we, you can buy like a bunch of holiday cards or thinking of you cards and just go to a, a nursing home and just 
you know, anonymously deliver just something beautiful, find, you know, an Emerson quote or something, something to make them, you know, brighten their day, make it special. But I think that that was always for me, what really helped me was helping make that day special for somebody else. Um, I knew it wasn't about trying to make it special for me because I, there was, I was totally out of control out of that. You know, if I wanted to be with somebody, guess what? I wasn't with somebody. If I didn't have the kids for that holiday, then I didn't have the kids for that. I couldn't change that. But the only thing I could change was how I felt, you know, in that moment. And there are so many things. I mean, I started um, before we got on, on air about talking about gratitude, you know, just sitting and thinking about some of my favorite memories is again just this boost in serotonin that makes your mind think and you know for me it usually leads to getting out some canvases and and some paints and things like that you know just to keep going with that feeling Mm -hmm. because if we're going down one path you know with negative feelings or we're going down the positive feelings it just leads somewhere i mean as long as we stay on the path it will lead somewhere but we can always you know jump into the other path it's just being intentional like you were talking about chase is being intentional about it mm-hmm. so. yep. phil and i were just talking about it in regards to work because uh, we both work at the movie theater and we're we're, we're the old guys at work because the majority of the people that work at the movie theater are teenagers and um it's one of those things especially having been out of work for so long and just you know doing our stuff and everything and then to go back to a minimum wage hourly job, um, I had a different attitude about it. And yeah. Phil and I both, like anytime we go in, we just like to bring a good vibe because we know it's it's work. They feel like it's work. We love the movie theater. So we're happy to be there. You know, this is our, our happy place. So we, you know, we go in there and we are joking around. We will just, you know, compliment people. We're just, we always just try to bring a good vibe to work uh, because it's going to, it's going to affect everybody. You know, it's going to, it's going to help in the long run because mm-hmm. there's plenty of negative Nancy's at work who are just going to bitch and moan that they're even there yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. first place. And it's like, you got to, you know, give them, give them something to look forward to, I guess. So we definitely, and the Chase and Shep show has been, that's a big drive for us. Uh, with Mental Health Monday, we like doing it because, you know, we, we now know we've got confirmation from people that we do help people. You know, we've, we've had several people, this is the one show that if we are late on, we will hear about it. Like if, if we miss a week of Mental Health Monday, that's the episode where we're like, um, was there a Mental Health Monday tonight? And we missed it. Um, and that you know that makes us feel good. I I think we've both gotten uh, messages from people personally that are just you know very long messages that are just thanking us for doing this. And uh, like we've said before, even if it's just those five people, you know, we'll mm-hmm. keep doing this because it's important for those people. We've found for us uh, when we miss Mental Health Monday, it has an effect on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if we don't really have much to talk about, I, we've definitely had our times where we took like two or three weeks off and. We just felt so stressed out because we didn't take the time on Monday to get our minds right and, and to just kind of reset and regroup. Um, and then everything else we do as well, you know, whether that's summer camp or any of the other streams, we always do it just to bring joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're never really ch- trying to bring anybody down or anything like that. And it's, it, it is. It's a very good feeling, a very selfish thing. Although... We did have our first member get um, a 24-hour ban on the Chase and Shep Facebook page for going against community standards. 
<laughs> oh, did that, we? <laughs> uh, that was pudgy on well, what will be last week's Mental Health Monday when he said he was gonna, <laughs> he commented saying he's going to slap me around, which was in a joking uh, manner there, uh, Zuckerberg. But they did not take that jokingly. <laughs> oh, so that's why he's in Facebook jail. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apparently, um, Facebook's very on it these days, and I told him next time he has any trash talking comments he'll just have to be added to the stream i was like you can say him verbally towards us that seems right. to be fine because somehow we have not got caught with that over the year but his more not, comment. So we can threaten each other but you right. cannot type it in the chat people okay, yeah. <laughs> that, might, that might be okay on youtube's chat YouTube's like the Wild West, but well, Facebook's and I even I even laughed down. because after the stream I went through and I loved every comment. So it's like even there, their data should show that the creators of the page love the comment. Obviously, not hate. Yeah. You know, I, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> no, we we definitely never have tried to use our platform to to bring anybody sort of down or you know. There's even been moments where I've been on one and hit chase up like yo we should go live yeah. right now and he's like no we should say we talked about this right the now. other day and yeah yeah he's like, let's it, talk about this good. on mental health monday it's like let's not talk about that on a public forum let's just <laughs> no. how about we just have a private conversation about it you can vent and then we can take the lessons from this and talk about that on mental health monday That's yes. Awesome. Yes. And, it, and, it, and it's helped like like we like we were talking about earlier it's really helped uh just navigate my day my day-to-day -day thinking towards people mm -hmm. and with people uh, mm -hmm. through this past year try to be you know more as respectful as i can to everybody is is, is kind of like where my mind's at after this whole year of mental health i guess because mm -hmm. a majority of it has played into everything we've done mm. it's true that's good Very true that's good. yeah and so and i've also made to jump back to the previous conversation of of relationships and stuff i've pretty much decided recently that uh if i wanted to i, I got a phone call from somebody recently it just kind of shook me up a little bit somebody that i care about a lot and mm -hmm. um you know that relationship has taught me so much even i mean we broke up back in 2015 and she's still teaching me things to this day um and i've never loved anybody more than that person i still love her to this day and it's one of those things that I said, if I really wanted to go the hopeless romantic route, I would just grow old and tell people I loved already. That was it. That was it. Just grow into an old man and be alone the rest of my life. You're going to notebook like, it, bro? I, I had my one. Yep. I think I'm just going to notebook it. Just grow the beard grow out. The, the Gosling beard. Build the house you guys talked about. I'll, 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 I'll be the winner here. I'll be like that poor old man. It's like, nah, he lived in love. To be fair, though, if if I went down that route in life, I would just be jazzed that I learned how to build a house and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I, I have no clue how to do that. So if I could figure out how to build a house, that's a win. If that if that woman never came around, I'd be like, Psh, I just started building I'd, houses. I how to build a house. Yeah. So I said, I said, I wouldn't be a lonely old man. I would I would live my life to the fullest. I'm going to just make the decision. That's the love of my life. I'm never going to see anybody ever again. I'm just going to go live the rest of my life to the fullest. Be bold. And I'll tell, be bold. I'll tell my nieces and nephews about it someday. And they'll be like, this is beautiful. Oh pure, God. pure love. That's but it did teach me. Talk about like a bad relationship. I'm like, I have one of those. <laughs> well, I mean, there were bad things that happened That's in that okay. relationship. And, you know, it's one of those things that recently when we were talking, 
somebody did, it may have been Shep actually, <laughs> who said, you know, well, you're only thinking of the good things. And it's like, no, this is the one relationship that I could tell you the bad just as well as the good. Mm. But, you know, it's the one relationship where I look back on it and the good was great and the bad was fixable. And we were just so young and we just didn't know anything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and life happened after that. And we learned so much and, you know, to know that that love is still there is, is amazing. And, you know, but that, that taught me about love in a lot of ways where it's like, you can think you're in love with somebody, but, you know, uh, in Buddhism, they bring it up a lot of when it comes to love that, you know, how you ended a relationship how you talk about somebody after a relationship mm-hmm. plays a big part into how you really felt about this person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to this day, you know, she's, she's out there living her own life now. She's, she's got a family of her own and everything. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm not jealous. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled for her. All I want for her is to be happy. And to me, that's, that's true love. You know, uh, I, I'm not selfish about it. You know, I just want what is best for her at, at mm-hmm. all times. Uh, and I've even said, if that's not what makes her happy, I don't have to be the thing that makes her happy. I just want her to have a good life because I care about her a lot. And I think that goes a lot farther than, you know, the the people that you break up with and you sit there and you you roll things over in your head. And it's like, you're what are you saying about this person, though? Do you really feel this way or do you want them to be happy or do you just want them to be jealous of you? You know, do you want them to see you with whoever's new and be like, hey, look how my life's going? It's like, because that's not really love you know but right. oh, I guess that's that little immaturity <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's it's just that hurt and hurting people hurt people so yeah yeah yep very true but wow. this has been the love experts on mental health Monday Interesting, <laughs> isn't it? I feel like this was just coming after the past two mental health Mondays of people dropping the things about Shep dropping love advice and now here we are here we are. They got it. Well, I love what you both said about, you know, just some ways to look, some new perspectives to look at where you're at. And if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling emotional, you know, there are some things that you can do. So mm-hmm. that's an important thing to know that you are not powerless. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah it's important yeah. to focus on the things you can change. Yeah. One thing to add for the holiday things, because I, I, when you guys were talking, I remembered something from when I was a kid. There was a guy, and I wouldn't know if he had kids or not, um, but he used to go around like he'd have a little list that you know the parents could go and write down their address and the kid's name, and he'd come around on Christmas Eve dressed as Santa and give you a little like treat bag and stuff like that. Come to your house, knock on the door. Of course, your parents would be like, "Yeah, Santa's here. Come in." And that was always, uh, you know, a cool little thing when I was a little kid that was like, ah, you know, Santa's definitely going to come by here at some point tonight. You know, he does every year. Where's this guy at? So, I mean, you know, I don't know by today's standards how well that would be received, (laughs) but I live in a town of, you know, 2,600 people. So like a little town like this, I grew up here, you know, if I was old enough, because I've, I've always joked around this past year saying if I start flabbing out and getting out of shape, I'm just going to say I'm preparing for my role as Santa in a few <laughs> years, you know, coming up. And that would be, I think that that would be a, a pretty cool way to end the latter years of life is to be like, ah, no, I'm going to go around and Enjoy. give, these, yeah. Yeah, give yeah. these kids some treat bags and they're going to think I'm Santa. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'd do it. 
Oh, I love that. Yes, I love that. You find different ways to just be creative, bring people joy. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, any any closing thoughts here? Hmm. I just think one thing that I just want to kind of come full circle on is we are not what we think we are all the times. A lot of times we think we are our circumstances and we're not, you are not because an identity can't be changed, right? I mean, it's, it's a solid thing. And so loneliness versus um, togetherness with somebody, that's something that can be changed. So that's not part of who you are. It's just, it's so important to get to the core of who I am and understand that who you are is something that nobody can take away because they didn't give to you. So it's it's just really a powerful thing. If you want to start a journey, you know, start there. Find out who you are. Know yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, agree. I was just telling somebody that the other day. I forget what the circumstance was, but I told them, I said, you know, the, the easiest way to solve this is to get to know yourself, you know, and know where you stand on these things and you'll you'll find your answers. Mm. Uh, my closing thoughts would be if you start a goal and you don't achieve it, don't beat yourself up too much on it. Uh, a good quote from a musician that I like when I always think about that is if you shoot for the stars, you might end up landing on the moon. And I don't ever think that that's a, a, a bad way to look at it. You know, just like that. Take your lessons that you learned on on that journey. And just because you didn't get to the destination doesn't mean you failed you know, the lessons that we've, we've been telling everybody, it's, it's, it's how you go forward from there. That's really going to count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, right. We could be considered constant failures depending on how you want to look at it, but we we're really good at rolling with the punches. So it, it depends on what goal you look at. If you look at uh -huh. the summer camp, yeah, you could say that. But if you look at the goal that we said, we wanted to stream the entire year, we did that. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. one thing that. also just want to add is, Start chronicling your own journey, even if it's as simple. I have this uh, one, young, one younger um, lady. She's, you know, in high school or middle school, I think even. And she just puts a heart next to the day and she colors it in depending on her mood that day. So she can see, you know, her trend. It's so, so, so important. And on my shelf, I have probably 16 at this point journals over mm -hmm. the last however long because there are days that I... I don't want to get out of bed. I mean, those days exist for everybody. I don't want to get out of bed. I feel I'll wake up and I say, have I ever, you know, have I grown at all? And flipping back and just looking and reflecting. So it's, it is important, I think, to, to record your journey. Then it's not going to be great. It's not, you know, it's not going to be like a Hollywood movie, but it's an authentic real journey and mm -hmm. i think that's what's really important is just understanding that it is a journey there's you know you're every day you know you're getting up and you're starting you know something new and it's something to be proud of mm -hmm. it's worth writing down mm -hmm. it's worth writing down and it is an important thing because oh my goodness if you don't know anyone older you can you know find somebody and ask them how their memory is <laughs> it is important to have oh, the record of this yeah <laughs> Yeah, something you just said as well reminded me that, you know, a few months back, I jotted down a note to myself that said, uh, you don't have to be perfect, you just got to be better. Mm -hmm. And and that that be better is just on your own scale. Be better than 
yourself yesterday, you know, be better in this circumstance. You know, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be a little better. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll get there. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> Very much so. Well, Thank great to have you back. Yeah, showing up. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you back. Another Mental Health Monday in the books. We're about to close out the year. Um, Shep, anything else we need to do? I don't believe so, man. I think uh, what, there's only uh, one left before the end of the year after this one, right? I think so. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I almost said Halloween. Christmas is on a Saturday. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, there should be at least one more. So, you know, go check out uh, everybody's pages and uh, like our stuff. Subscribe to everybody's stuff. Share it. You know, we're all here. We're all trying to make it. Right. We'll have all, we'll have all the links down there, we'll link and of course, chasingship.com where you can find everything always. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Mental Health Monday. Uh, peace. Good week. <laughs>